Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. So glad you're joining me today. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. And I'm always honored when people find time out of their busy day to spend with me. So I want to thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about the recruiting industry. I recently read an article, the title of it was, The Reasons Employers Should Use Recruiters. Recruiters can attract the best people. They define and describe the position best. They save staff time and cost. They fill the position more quickly. They know where to look for talent. And finally, they produce results. So I would say no matter what side of this transaction you're on, whether you're the employer, whether you're the employee, or whether you are the franchise owner, the franchise owner of a recruiting franchise. And that's what we're talking about today. Today my guest is Gino Scaladone. And I, Gino, I probably messed up your name there. Uh, Gino is president and CEO of American Recruiters. Over, 40, um, over the past 40 years, he has played a key role in transforming American recruiters into a national executive search and consulting firm, which was franchised in 1999. Please help me in welcoming Gino to the show. Hey, Gino, welcome to the show. Good morning, Linda. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. So, Gino, I know that um, recruiting, employment, unemployment, all of those things are such hot topics these days. And folks, if you're listening to this recording, it is November the 24th of 2020. And so we're still clearly impacted by the pandemic. Before we start looking at that, tell me a little bit about your background and why you were drawn to American recruiters. Well, it goes back a long time to 1986. I was 23, 24 years old. And recruiting was a type of business that I learned was human resource slash personnel related. But back then, when I graduated college, there wasn't a lot of money in that field. So this this field offered me the opportunity to use people skills and my affinity for people, but also make a good living. So it was just a, I guess, a if you want to call it, everything just kind of came together at, at once. <clears throat> I got started in the business and helped people make a difference in their lives, whether that be upping their their roles or responsibilities in other organizations. In, in the long run, it's just been very rewarding to help people reach their goals. Do you know, it sounds like it would be one of those industries that would be built on relationships. 
Well, that's true. And most consulting businesses like ours, it's all about two things, relationships and who you know. And deep embedded into our recruiting methodology, we teach that how to build relationships, focusing on what the candidates are looking for, what's important to them, and the employers as well, what's important for them and their goals and what they want to do to improve their business. When we focus on those things, you know, we're able to feel that the connection between us and our contacts grow because we're connected with them at what's important to them. Mm -hmm. So in 1999, you had the idea of, hey, let's, let's look at this franchise model. Why did you think that that might be a good fit for expanding the American recruiters business? Well, back in 99, we had three people that wanted to join our company. And they were in various cities throughout the United States. They weren't even in Florida where we are. So we determined that the best strategy going forward was to have them own their own American recruiters because this was pre-internet, pre-remote, just about everything. There was no remote of anything. And they just couldn't live here in Florida with us. They had young families and they had their own homes. So it came about in a very uh, fortuitous way in that uh, these people that we now call our franchisees and our franchise partners, they've become like family to us. But they uh, they really had a strong desire to do this with us, and they're still doing it with us today. Wow. 21 years that's, later. That, wow. That, that speaks a lot for uh, not just American recruiters, but it also speaks a lot for the leadership team of um, of the com- of the franchise as well. Um, do you know, tell me a little bit about what are the services now that we kind of know your background. What is it that American Recruiters does? We have really the the principal area is executive search in healthcare. And that goes across a couple of different settings from hospitals and leadership teams to nursing homes and their leadership teams. Now we're actually evolving into other spinoffs of senior living, whether that be assisted living or even the hospice area. The market there is just so solid, and it's insulated, uh, Linda, from the economy. You know, people are going to get sick. They're going to need health care. People are living much, much longer. In fact, my mother turns uh, 86 years old today. Just a shout out to my mother, Mary Jane, on this uh, 86th birthday. Happy birthday, Mary Jane. Happy birthday. (laughs) So the demand for health care is never going to go away. And it's insulated from the stock market and other economic you know, factors that may impede other industries like real estate or banking and the like. You know, so the the thrust on healthcare is our anchor. We've also gotten into a couple of unique and niche markets. Back in 1999, uh, we opened up our Chicago office with uh, Craig Wilson, who was our very first franchisee. And Craig has a good background had in uh, the commercial food service equipment industry. He was a former president of a couple of companies in that industry, and he was wanting to make a change. He was traveling all over the world about three and a half weeks out of the month, 
and he needs to settle down and get with his kids so he can catch their soccer games and cheerleading practice and all the other things that he was missing out on. So the, the interesting story here is he brought his roller decks to us at American Recruiters, and we helped him transform his contacts and connections into a $1.2 million business. He's based out of Chicago, but his name, Craig Wilson, was a household name, still is, in that sector, in that space. So he really changed his role, but stayed in that industry, which makes the executive search business, and more particularly franchising in it, it's very unique. People who come from diverse backgrounds, let's say a banker that was maybe displaced through some mergers or whatnot, they could literally take their contacts with them and get into the executive search business in the field that they came out of, and then they change roles, not industries. It's very unique, mm. very unique. Mm. Absolutely. So you're still speaking the same language uh, to people, <laughs> and that makes um, someone either, whether they're the employer seeking that top-notch executive or whether it's the executive. It's always good to know that the person searching for a job for you actually knows what you, what your skills are and speaks yeah, the language. Yeah. Instant credibility, you know. So mm-hmm. the the people that I'm talking about, they, they may be at points in their career where they question, well, what else can I do? I've been mm-hmm. in this industry for, you know, 10, 15, 20 or more years, and they're looking for answers. And this seems to be at least another consideration for them to use what they know, use their contacts, and make a good living doing it. And the reality is, uh, Linda, they can work from anywhere because mm-hmm. our clients are all over the country. So if somebody were based in Houston, Texas, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or could be Boise, Idaho, uh, the the role is more of a broker-type role, and all of our connections with our clients and contacts are done via telephone or even you know a video conference these days. So it pulls it all together mm-hmm. nicely. Well, now that we're talking a little bit about the franchise side of this, let's let's go a little bit deeper in this, Gino. I'm one of those that came out of banking, and I really don't know anything about HR. That was not my my department, and I really don't know anything about recruiting. Who are you looking for? I know you mentioned a couple of um, um, perspectives. Uh, someone that who could be a prospective franchisee, but who else would you be looking for? Are you looking for recruiters? Well, it's a it's really a sales function. So if people are existing recruiters and they want to, let's say, join us because of the national brand versus maybe working as an independent uh, independent business, that's certainly a uh, a good fit for us. But in addition to that, Linda, people that do real well in the search business come from a sales and sales management background. They understand what it is to prospect and search build relationships, and they're not afraid to get on the phone and talk to strangers to uh, tell these strangers about who they are and what they do. And at the appropriate time, you know, we may be able to point them or their organization in the right direction. So we need people that are hungry, hungry for success, people that are accustomed to making an above average 
compensation plan. You know, our business is similar to a talent broker, a talent agent, whether that's a sports agent or even a realtor for that matter. You know, we're an intermediary between the two entities, whether that be a company or a hospital on one side. And the other side, we have the job seekers. And our recruiters need to know how to listen, how to understand what people's needs are, and then find ways we can help them reach their goals. So it takes someone that has a good uh, sales background or keen and acute sales instincts to do well in our business. It's um, it's not the type of industry where, you know, we hang our banner or our shingle outside and people start coming in. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a lot of networking and uh, people who know people and have contacts in their industries build their contact base very quickly. And the nice mm-hmm. part about it, and you mentioned it about banking, for example, people that in your particular case know the nomenclature of banking, <clears throat> they know the structure of a banking, the different departments, what type of people they hire. So they're in a great position to consult hiring managers on not only what they need because of the experience of the recruiter, but how to find it and how we can help them find what they're looking for in key personnel to, you know, to make their organization stronger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that this might be something that someone um, would be interested in looking further at the opportunity with American recruiters if they – maybe they just have uh, – maybe it's just them. You know, they're an independent recruiter. Um, they have a home office, and they just they just do their thing. Why would someone – who has maybe an independent recruiter, why would they consider American recruiters? Well, that's, that's a very good question, and there's there's several answers to that, Linda. Not in any particular order. When a, when a recruiter works as an individual, let's say even out of their home office, their network of client companies and candidates and other recruiters is very limited. They are almost siloed unto themselves. So mm-hmm. they they also, even though they may have a good following and a very good customer base, their exposure is limited to a small company's exposure in, in terms of marketing and uh, the brand awareness. So when a company like ourselves uh you know, has the social media capability, the technology, the infrastructure, and the people. And by people, I mean franchisees and recruiters in these offices. It immediately acts as an instant team of associates that this new franchisee that's converting from their own brand into our brand, they plug right into a team of pros that have been around for decades but they plug into our network of job orders and clients and get to work with others and not be in a silo. So it's a very, very effective way of helping them get exposure to more clients and even more specialty desks or more niches of recruiting. Mm-hmm. What kind of training do you offer to your brand new franchisees when they're coming on board? The training is so important because it's all about the customer experience. A lot of uh, our training focuses around getting to really understand what makes our 
clients and candidates succeed. And I'll give you an example, Linda. When one of our clients looking to hire, let's just say, an executive for the hospital, there's a lot that goes into finding a person in addition to the job description and the resume. So we teach our recruiters how to make matches in addition to job description and resume. The training includes understanding how cultures of people have to blend together and chemistries of people in the organization have to be a good match for uh, you know for the relationship. So in many cases, uh, we can find, and I'm just speaking purely hypothetical with the numbers, if we found 10 resumes of a CFO that matches the job description, right? we have to figure out of those 10, which are the best two or three that the, that the employer needs to see because of not only their skill sets, but because of other reasons, which include things like chemistry, culture, and even opportunity for growth in addition to what maybe is on the job description. So it's, it's delicate. It's, it's mm-hmm. like um, professional matchmaking, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the recruiters need to know how to ask the right questions so that they can better understand what that candidate's goals are, what their desires are, rather than uh, you know, a recruiter saying, well, would you be interested in this job, that job, or the other job, kind of selling them or pushing a solution to them without really understanding what they want to buy or what, they, what they're looking for in their next mm-hmm. career move. So we teach our recruiters how to have candidates kind of hand-carve their next step in their career development. And then we go ahead and try to find opportunities that match those needs. So it's a pretty involved process, but it's very, very effective. And that's where the consultative type of selling is important. Right, exactly. It's that, and and that consultative approach, it requires um, it requires requires time invested, but it also requires that relationship building dialogue, that that um, that really does secure and build um, the connections that you're making. Now you mentioned earlier, Gino, that it is a um, home based business. Now, is it scalable to the point to where possibly I could have a couple of employees as well? Of course. The the home-based business, Linda, is probably in the context of how we talked earlier about someone maybe working from their home as a sole practitioner. Um, But the franchisees themselves have different goals and objectives. Some of them are very uh, sales team, sales management oriented, and they look forward to growing one office, maybe two offices or more with multiple employees. And then some franchisees are not as interested in managing people as they are just just maybe running their own sales desk and being excellent and the best amongst what they do. So the uniqueness about our business is that the franchisee gets to really decide how big or how small they want to stay. And our our offices throughout various cities uh, have anywhere between three to six people in them. So mm-hmm. the home-based business uh, would be for those people who maybe are very remote that want to be a sole practitioner, and that works out too. So 
the long the long circle in the wagon here on this particular issue is the desires of the franchisee can be can be met as long as they tell us where they'd like to be we'll help them carve a map as to how to get there mhm now once i decide that yes i want to be a part of american recruiters and i'm set up um how do i get my first clients gino is is there a system or is there a program in place that that you guys will help me in getting into the community? Yeah, and I love this question, Linda, because I like to back into it, if I may. You know, our competition out there is very good at training, and, and I'm going to give them all high marks across the board for their training programs. I've even seen over the many decades some of my material in their training manual, which is which is very flattering. The truth is that when the new franchisee goes back to their office after they receive the best training in the industry, they have to find their first client. And now we're back to your question. Uh, we're now taking American recruiters in branding it and building it as the smart choice in a recruiting franchise. And that's because we're the only franchisor in the permanent placement business that shares our entire database with all of our franchisees and their employees. So to answer your question about clients, day one, when they are in training, you know, we'll show them how to use the database and the database software but we give them immediate access to our national contracts with employers, regional and independent or local employers. So we give them customers to work day one. And that's on two fronts. Number one, the current needs that our offices are working on require attention and manpower, human capital to go ahead and fill them. So the new franchisees will help our other locations fill the orders that are open at that point in time and in addition to that take advantage of our customer database which in healthcare alone and I'll just talk about hospitals for example there's over 7000 hospitals in the country there's no way that a small recruiting firm let's say 10 offices can make a dent in the market share to fill those demands. There are literally hundreds of thousands of jobs available. But because we have national contracts and regional contracts and fee agreements with these healthcare uh, facilities, the franchisee has business that they can walk into day one that we as a company wouldn't be able to service because we need more hands on deck to be able to do that. So we literally give new franchisees customers day one. And then where this ties into the smart choice in a recruiting franchise, uh, why start a recruiting business from scratch if you don't have to? You're going to get the best of the training out there no matter who, who a franchisee signs with. But our database and our clients are there to go. And because of the demand in healthcare, we're never going to be short on things to work on. So it's a niche healthcare that's here to stay, but our business model allows us to do more with our franchisees than other franchisors whose offices act independently. They're more or less siloed. They have individual databases of their own in each office. At American Recruiters, we 
pull all that together into one central database and everybody can share in it to make more matches, finding people that match opportunities and finding opportunities for people. So there's really a very healthy exchange of jobs and candidates in that database, which really puts us head and shoulders above our competition on the customer front. But think about think about this, Linda, you know, New businesses do one thing very well, and that's they create drag on cash flow, especially over the first three to six months, right? Mm -hmm. So when we give them customers day one, they take that learning curve, that bell curve from where it is where our competitors stand, and we shrink it. We make it much shorter because we give them the business right away. So we can help them get on board and get their revenue stream going much more strategically and tactically than our competition whose offices are siloed, not working together. Mm -hmm. That all makes so much sense, Gino. You've mentioned several times the healthcare industry. So Here's that question that everybody expects, and that is about COVID, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. How has it impacted the demand? How has it impacted the way your franchisees interact with their clients? How has it impacted the way you interact with your franchisees? Well, let's start with how it impacted the hospital industry. You know, one of the very first things that was, uh, uh, I guess, implemented by either the hospital systems, in, including some of the state and local governments, were to put a cease on elective surgeries. Right. right. So when when back early in, uh, uh, let's say, April of this year, no one really knew how fast and far this could spread. So everybody went into what we call the safety mode, right? So when the uh, elective surgeries were, were, were stopped or postponed, and that doesn't mean just hospitals, some of these hospitals own surgery centers as well. Mm -hmm. The hospitals get maybe, could be as much as 40% of their revenue from surgeries. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, so it impacted you know them financially as well. And because hospitals don't want to lose good people, some of my clients were literally having operating room nurses working in the kitchens in these hospitals just to keep them on staff as to not lose them or reduce them or wow. lay them off. So <clears throat> there was a, a metamorphosis in kind of a state of flux where nobody really knew where it was going. But we did know at that time that because revenues were down, demand is down for surgeries. However, we didn't know what to expect on the COVID bedside. So, you know, where it happened was it got into almost a pause. Let's just halt and let, let's call time out and let's see where things are going. And then uh, just about a month and a half, two months ago, when the elective surgeries uh, began again, then the hospitals did two things. They knew how to deal better with COVID, but then again, they were back to resuming some kind of regularity with the elective surgeries, which again, that's huge for the hospitals and their revenue stream. And of course, that created more demand for the jobs back for the operating room with nurses and technologists, et cetera. 
So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a uh, little period of everybody chasing their tail, just dealing with the unknown, and that's that's the worst part of it is people don't have experience in these types of pandemics. <clears throat> so the government tries to do their best, the media tries to, you know, obviously say say to people stay safe. And in the meantime, we had an election year here, which was like a wild card and all of it. So it's a matter of just using common sense, staying safe. And now with hospitals back to normal, I think even some of the nursing homes are still a little bit behind. Uh, I'll give you an example. Some here in South Florida still don't allow visitors to their loved ones. So Mm -hmm. people that have been in nursing homes since maybe March or April haven't been able to have real contact with their family and loved ones and friends uh, other than maybe a drive-by window visit uh, for some time. So as this pandemic ebbs and flows and it has hot spots and not, you know, it's still putting a hold on let's keep our seniors safe and safeguard them from, you know, from the outside world. So, you know, uh, our clients in the um, skilled nursing facility still have obviously some protective measures in place where they are doing obviously some hiring, but, you know, a lot of people in that industry are holding where they are right now just to see where this thing goes. So the pandemic is we're learning from it. Uh, what we'll learn from it will be will remain to be seen in coming years. But you know, it certainly not only uh, put a damper on at least the recruiting industry, but obviously our franchisees who you know de- depend on placement revenue to sustain themselves. So we've mm-hmm. seen over the past six to eight weeks a significant uptick in demand, which is comes at a good time. You know, mm-hmm. so we're getting back to having a, a much rich, richer volume of searches to work on. And uh, we hope that the, you know, the uh, the COVID pandemic will uh, will start to be managed better by everybody so that these spikes won't send us back to closing everything down like uh, like so many uh, have, especially the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some industries that were hurt, hit really hard, and that specifically was one of them. I tell you what, well, you know, sure I was. need to take a quick commercial break, and I would love to hear some of the stories. I mean, you've been in this industry for quite some time, and I'm sure you've got a story or two in your back pocket you could share with us. What do you think? Okay, well, we'll do it. Let's do that. Very good. <laughs> Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from American Recruiters. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. 
Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. So when we broke for commercial break, Gino, I asked if you happen to have a story. Before you share that story with us, uh, if someone's listening and you've piqued their interest, where would they find out more information about the um, American Recruiter's Opportunity? Well, our website has uh, some good information that talks about who we are, what we do, the markets that we serve in an executive search capacity. So they can visit AmericanRecruiters.com to learn more. Very good. So I can't wait to hear your story here, Gina. Well, you know, there's so many of them because we're in the people business and people have yeah. – you know, uh, have so many different stories and things that happen to them. But intimate and close to the American Recruiters brand, you know, recently uh, we opened up an office in San Antonio, Texas. So I was I had the opportunity to be out your way, Linda. And mm-hmm. the franchise, uh, the franchisee out there, his name is Steve, and Steve Simpson is a uh, is our newest member of our franchise community. And we were talking about what it is that made him join American Recruiters, and some of the comments are really they're flattering to me, and, and I'll just paraphrase as best I can. You know, we have a very uh, a very uh, warm climate between all of our franchise locations. And the reasons why they stay and they join American Recruiters is because of the working together nature of our business. So I'll give you a story. And this has just, just happened last week. One of our uh, locations in Atlanta, Georgia, put a search assignment into the system and within uh you know within an hour or so uh she was looking at candidates in the database that could possibly do that job and uh she saw somebody in there the person's name i think was frank and frank was put in there by another location of american recruiters so uh, the Atlanta franchisee, her name is Ina Phillip. Shout out to Ina for being with us for 21 years. She mm-hmm. called up our Margate, Florida location, whose name is Julie, and said, Julie, I see you have a candidate that's a nurse manager in our uh, in our database That's a, that's a really good fit for this particular opportunity that I just put in there. And what had happened was they had communicated, they talked to the candidate, they sent the candidate in to a company down in there in Texas. Baylor Scott and White is the hospital mm-hmm. system that they made the placement with. And that was a $25,000 fee that was because we worked together as a team. Wow. And that's a happy wow. story. You know, and those are the kind of things that we like to say differentiate ourselves from others 
doing what we do because we really work together. And um, mm-hmm. we do it, we treat our database very similarly to, you know, uh, how a realtor uses the MLS, you know, whoever puts mm-hmm. the resource, whether it's a, a job opening or a resume in the database, it has their office number, their location, and they talk about matches that uh, that can be made. And this one was a good story because it typifies why American Recruiters is the smart choice in a recruiting franchise, and they make money together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it also makes sense, Gino, that everyone share the same database because just as you described earlier, uh, if not, then you are siloed. So the only database you have would be just those you put in there. You don't have access to the abundance that uh, five or six or ten other recruiters could yeah. could provide you. So it makes so much sense to share that database. Yeah, we also, because we share the database, the software that we use to manage it is a proprietary software here at American Recruiters. We call it our STARS platform. It's able to take metrics and analytics from all the locations from the database and provide various reports and dashboards that other companies can't do that are not interconnected with the same database. So information today, AI or business intelligence is obviously the new thing of, of recent years. So the better we can get at informing and equipping our franchisees with knowledge, the better they can execute their business plan and modify it as needed. I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. Uh, Companies like ours, they invest in resources for whether it's trade shows or trade journals or advertisements. And the effectiveness of those investments is reflected in the reports that we provide from the database. So an owner-operator can see how much they spent on this uh, trade show and what was their return on their investment. And from there, they can make decisions on, do we go with this next year or is there another one out there that may make more sense? So it's information that was hypothecated in decades past, but now it's brought to the forefront of their minds, which really helps them make good real-time decisions on their investment dollars for advertising and marketing. So now that we're talking, you talked just a little bit about some, you know, the money and maybe – some of the commission. This seems to be a relatively uh, low investment franchise. Can you speak to that? It is. It is. The um, the recruiting business on the permanent placement side requires some basic tools to get into, and obviously some technology tools and phones and internet and some office furniture. But from an investment perspective. Uh, it's not like owning a bricks-and-mortar restaurant where you have to have a physical plant and ovens and kitchen equipment and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get into. So, yes, it's uh, it's very easy in a low investment with a high yield of return. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Our franchise fee is $45,000, and a, a franchise uh, that signs up with us can get that money back very quickly by just using the data in our database. They can recoup their equipment much more effectively and efficiently than most all of our competition does. So for those reasons and the volume of the fees that we talked about, like the Baylor Scott and White placement, uh, are reasons why it's a low 
investment, but a high yield on the return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that sounds really sweet, Gino. I tell you, if someone's listening, and one more time, how can they find out more information about this opportunity? Well, we can go take our visit our listeners to www.americanrecruiters.com. And when you click on our franchise button, you'll have available to you types of information that are most frequently asked questions. Although the site is very, uh, you know, uh, very robust with not only our franchise information, it'll show the visitors what types of business we're in. They'll be able to see the jobs that we have posted on our website and get a good flavor for who it is that we serve out there in the marketplace. And of course, uh, for your listeners who want to learn more directly, they can contact me uh, at eight uh, at 954-492-4610. That's my direct line. And I'd be happy to tell them and tell them our story and answer any questions that they may have. Wonderful. Gina, we're down to those final three questions. And the first one mm-hmm. is, if there is someone listening who is considering purchasing a franchise what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Well, uh, questions. The more questions they ask, the more intuitive those questions are will help us determine how geared they are for the business. But those questions really should include things like, you know, uh, what about the competition and how are we different from the competition, and if I had to invest, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in the first year to grow an office, you know, uh, how can I get my return on investment back compared to American recruiters compared to other companies that that are in the same mm-hmm. space we do? And those will really help them decide. And the other question is uh, about discovery. You know, when when our mm-hmm. franchise prospects uh, have questions, we can make the introduction calls so that they can speak to our existing locations and find out what it is about American recruiters that made them join, and they can tell their mm-hmm. stories too. Yeah, that's really important is being able to uh, talk to those that are already in the system. And, you know, for you to yeah. say that you have franchisees that have 20-plus years in it, Boy, that speaks a lot to your model, that's for sure. Well, the people are winners, and they they work hard. A, a recruiter, uh, that especially in uh, uh, our matrix, they have been not only just recruiters by job title, but it's a lifestyle for them. Wherever they go, they're always you know, rubbing elbows with people, finding out what they do and how they do it. It's really a lifestyle of, uh, uh, you know, a career rather than just a job. You know, there's so much yeah. more going on here. Yeah, most definitely. The second question here is, and, and you may have touched on it a bit during the interview, um, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Um, integrity and hard work right if you could say two and i can probably add another couple zeros to the to the two and give you all these reasons <laughs> but you know doing the right things is uh is what makes us win that's how we win and of course uh, hard work you know nothing comes easy in the highs in our business are ecstatic you know but the lows you can't make them last forever they have to have a a resilience and uh, in the type of attitude where they just want to 
get back on the horse and do it better. And understanding that they learn and as they go along the way, but they got to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you mentioned earlier that um, this is a franchise model that is low investment, however, with high in returns. But that doesn't happen unless you pick up the phone. And I, this is something that I think is so important for those that are looking at the franchise model as an opportunity to possibly leave corporate. You will still have to work. There is still time that needs to be invested. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, it sounds like this is such a rewarding franchisee, a franchise to be um, affiliated with. It's the the business in general is a great business, but the people at American Recruiters make it different. You know, we're we're uh, we're an emerging franchisor, but we have a small company mentality, and mm-hmm. nobody's a number here; they're all somebody special. And and you know, when when it goes back to working hard, you said it all. You know, it's not the database and the contents of it that make franchisees successful. It's their skillful utilization of the data in the database that makes them win. You know, just signing up and expecting to uh, to rise to the top is uh, probably a falsehood. They need to get in there and get get down into the database, build those relationships, and know how to connect the dots to bring people together on purpose. Yeah, most definitely. The final question here, Gino, is what does the future of franchising look like? Well, in in general, uh, at American Recruiters anyway, franchising is going to help us gain critical market share. You know, when we talk about the uh, the way to attack the healthcare marketplace, and let's just key in on the hospitals and nursing homes, for example. There's over 17,000 nursing homes in the country. So we're going to give franchisees, new franchisees, an opportunity to come into an existing database, but gain critical market share for the brand. So franchising at American Recruiters is uh, is an upswing. It's going to be very big in doing two things. It's going to give, obviously, the market what they need in being able to get that market share, but it's also going to give people, as in our franchisees and their employees, a very strong method and venue to get there. So uh, I'll give you an example, and then I probably realize press for time a little bit, but McDonald's owns 43% of the hamburger market share, right? They're the 800-pound gorilla in that space. And, you know, all the other brands combined make up the remainder of that. So franchising in the healthcare recruiting sector is going to allow us to start growing that market share to where one day American Recruiters is synonymous with recruiting business. Kind of like how Kleenex became synonymous with facial tissue, right? Right. The brand is so recognized that the product name is now synonymous with the brand. So that's where we're going with it. And and I think with some good additions in solid people and franchisees over the next five to ten years, we're going to be one of the leaders, if not the 800-pound gorilla in that space. I I love it. Gino, I have so enjoyed having you on the show today, and you really have opened our eyes up about the recruiting industry, the possibilities in that. And folks, if you're interested, please visit the website, AmericanRecruiters.com. 
Gino again. Thanks so much for being a great guest today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Linda. Absolutely. So, folks, if you are looking for that franchise opportunity where you can work from home and work with people and you're a people person, you know, that's one of the things that as a broker, I really want to make sure that if you're looking at a franchise model, that it aligns with your personality as well. So if you are a people person, American recruiters could certainly be that opportunity that allows you to leave corporate to start something on your own and to achieve those those goals that you've wanted in life of owning your own business that gives you that flexibility. So I'm going to leave you with a quote today, as I always do. This is a quote by Jim Collins, who is an author, and this are not your most important asset. The right people are, just like Gino says, it's more than just the qualifications. When you're matching uh, a candidate with a position, you have to make sure that all of the other elements are there as well. I would think that would be the fun part for me. Folks, thanks so much for joining me on All Things Franchising. We'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.